Welcome to You Never Lose, You Learn. You Never Lose, You Learn is sponsored by iBlink Pink, your staging, design, and decor company that can recreate spaces in your home. Let them envision, cultivate, and decorate your love space. Five. So, how do you form your beginning when you are young? How do you evolve? And where do we come from? Well, as a young child, you, you know, unless your pops kind of jumps in there, he's kind of the breadwinner, the support system. And so you get a lot of your, your logic and, your, and knowledge from a perspective of, of your mom. Or, or when you are able to recognize her as a female, because when you're first born, you don't really know that your mom is. You just see an image, and then they become they're given a title when you're able to understand title, mother, and so your mom becomes a very influential person in your life. In my life the most influential person. Um, My mom has since moved on. Um, And that's one of the things that she talked to me about extensively um, when we leave. And when we leave you, they're not leaving us. It's it's every, like I've said before in episode, we have an alpha, a beginning, and then we have an omega an ending and before her ending she programmed me embedded in my brain a lot of tenets a lot of ways to look at things she gave me the she she helped me understand the ability to reason and and have rationale and to comprehend she told me John John go to bed and I wanted to read so much that I would use a flashlight and read myself to sleep that was when you didn't have a whole you know I'm dating myself of course you know it doesn't matter but it was some it was something good about that when you didn't have so many TV channels you could just you know read a lot you had a lot you can read and, and it just strengthens your mind you know now I don't I don't know if reading is still essential but there's so many platforms that you can read from now it seems that listening and doing things like that are 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 like things that people you know move towards now they they uh they like those things. They feel like that's the best way for them to learn in some instances. 
doing and then learning. You know, buy your kid. If your kid is a, is a gamer or he plays video games, watch and see how they move. Do they open the video game and read the instructions or do they just go at it, grab it and figure it out? You know, uh, ease of play. and Let the computer basically tell them what they should do. Inside of those instructions are things that they can find out, little methods that they can use to to understand how to get to different, you know, avenues in the game. If it's a, a journey game or if it's a, well, all, all games have some type of plot and journey. Um, and that's what I'm, you know, I keep moving back and forth. You know, my mom, what was her plot? What was my mom's plot when she was giving my, my brother, who was, you know, Craig, who was, man, something else? What was her plot with him? You know, that was her first child. And she had him when she was very young. So, you know, the way she raised him would be totally different than the way she raised me. She would learn things from him. She would change her philosophy. She was a different woman. Um, when she raised, when she when she bore him, as compared to my sister, when my sister and brother were born, um, my mom was a different human being. She had a different philosophy. When me and my sister were born, there was a whole new regiment. Uh, it was called religion, religious beliefs know foundations you know and again you know like episodes before and episodes after it's how you perceive things we have great conversations about you know life and some things that you're gonna you know hear may not be things that you agree with I love that because that's what I talk about all the time is it's okay to disagree with somebody, but let's let's talk about it. Let's have great conversations so that what happens is hopefully people get better. You know, people are more knowledgeable. And you get to still walk away with how you decide how you look at things. And that's it. And it shouldn't impact your decision on anything because each challenge that you face you know, requires you to make pointed decisions based off of how you believe and think. So, um, you know, back to that that woman, wonderful woman, I'm just going to refer to her as DB. You know, and she, you know, I looked at old pictures of my mom and I was like, man, my mom was pretty attractive. She was a nice looking woman. She had, I think it was 13 of them. You know, so grandpa, you know, he was busy. You know, so, but man, grandpa, my grandpa was pretty, he was pretty different. You know, his legs got amputated because of diabetes, high blood pressure. So my mom went to, you know, she would take care of my dad. So anyway, one fine evening, me and my little sister, of course, my little sister, when you have a little sister, and I just 
talked about this with the with, with with the gentleman, and we were talking about how older brothers, older sisters, influence younger brothers and younger sisters. You know. And he was like, no, they have my, my, my brother has a mind of his own. <laughs> and I beg to differ. You know, your children, your brothers, your sisters, they either are going to look up to you in a positive way or they're going to look up to you in a not so positive way. Or they're just going to look at you. So there's three different ways that they'll do that. Look at you. They'll look up to you. Or they'll say, use you as an example of what they don't want to be. And that's pretty much when you're being raised by people. We, again, it's confusion. It's confusing to even think about it. You know, but we, we go through that. So my mom was pretty good at kind of navigating and keeping us away from all kind of different things. She was strong in that. And I think that's what most parents, you know, try to do when they parent. They try to keep you away from different uh, things that could impact you in a negative way. Or It's called protection. Every parent, every brother, every sister. <laughs> not, um, let, me, let me stop. Let me stop. I can't sum up everybody. But you would think that that most people understand that being protective over someone who is not able to protect themselves in the way that they can as they grow older is, is something that would be second nature. And our bodies were programmed and our minds were programmed to be that covering for the weak. But then there are those that abuse. And in, every, in everything in life, there are those who take a different or fall into the grasp of something and it, and it, and it shifts their mind set to responsi- from responsibility to uh, self-survival, selfishness. And that's, again, it's learning, um, you know, through experiences about how our lives um, move and how we move in on this planet how we move in, in our existence you know I don't you know I'm, I, I like to get deeper and go deeper into things and, and again we have to we have to understand that you know it's, it's all about learning you know there is no you, you, there is no failure <laughs> There's no such thing as failure. You know, even when you get a, you know, our system is built around, again, we create, you know, when you take a test, why does it have to be an F? Is to, and, and I want to ask you, is that, a, is that kind of an archaic way of, of grading someone? Does an F mean that I'm a failure? Do we, <laughs> does it mean that I don't know? Does it mean that I don't know all of the pro- problems? Or does it mean that I haven't reached a certain threshold where I may, I haven't meet a, meet a certain threshold that is required for me to, to say that I'm sufficient? My mom never thought that I was insufficient. Example, 
This is how kids think. I, I was trying to get a girlfriend. Man, I had friends that were like, like killing it with girls. Like, hey, you know, um, and this is what kids go through. I mean, your kids are going to go through stuff like this, you know, and I don't know, but I'm going to tell you my story, you know, the hoop side story, you know. So my mom, I come home and I'm like, mom, I need to get some designer clothes. I need to get some, you know, some better clothes or some better shoes and things like that because, like, I guess I went through a change where I started, you know, I, I wanted to have, I wanted to be attractive to, to females. And so, you know, I came home and I was like, I got to get me some, some Sergio Valente, some, some, you know, some Gucci, some Prada, some, some you know, and, and, and today's, that back in those days, it was like you had these designer jeans, you know, they were coming out and they were, they were just like nice, you know, um, Versace was there, you know, you, you wanted some things and, you know, uh, all the popular guys were getting girls, and I, I thought it was because of the way they dressed, the image that they were portraying. So, mom went out, found me some stuff, took some hits, and got me some stuff to, you know, please her son. You know, she wanted to try her best to, you know, get with her son, and it cost her a pretty penny. But she, she found a way to, to try to please her son, you know, because that's what he thought. And at that time, again, instead of my mom saying no, she just said, hey, you know, we're going to try this out. Let's see if getting some new stuff, you know, would, would help him out. I don't know if she was doing that to, to try to teach me a lesson that I didn't need that. And that's not important. You know, it's who I am. But she went and got me stuff. And I wore it the next day. And guess what? Boom, nothing. <laughs> didn't change a thing. Didn't change a thing after a month, you know. It wasn't that, you know. Uh, you go through the self-defeating mode where you think you're not attractive or you think you're ugly or you come home and you're like, I don't know what it is, ma. You know, um, you, you, you start to look at your body and wonder if your body, you know, is because you, you know, you may not be in the best or you may not be that, that prize athlete or whatever, whatever it was. You just... And so, <clears throat> in that light, my mom told me one thing. She was like, listen, John John, she said, you are loved, and you are never to think that you are not loved. And she taught me a belief system that, where you can always believe that that no matter who doesn't love you, someone does love you. You hold on to that. And I, you know, I, I try to stay away from, you know, um, in my episodes, I try to stay away from, you know, speaking about those beliefs because so many people try to tear you down just based on how you believe, but that's what I was raised on. I was raised on, and my mom, you know, you know I'm just gonna say it, you know, my mom said, John, 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 God loves you. And I don't care how many girlfriends you don't have, your mama is always your girlfriend. 
And so it made me look at her differently. It made me look at her. My heart just melted because I was like, wow, I don't need, I don't need anybody. You know, I just need to believe, you know, in myself and know that I'm going to be okay. And so those are, that was one of the earliest instances when my mom, you know, not to mention she, you know, like I said before, she she made me kind of, you know, my sister quote the, I mean, we had the whole entire Bible, we could quote it, the Beatitudes, the things of, of those natures. And again, you know, um, I've already been shot down about <laughs> this is not true and that's that, that, and and, and it's great. It's great conversation. And, you know, I and the thing about me is, is I don't defend. I don't try to defend. I'm not getting in. You know, that's it's not a def, you don't have to defend, you know, what has worked for you. You don't you don't have to. You know, I, I got a saying, you know, and I and it, that's been molded that I'm not going to beg anybody to 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 live a peaceful and. uh you know, stress-free life or to live a life, to make somebody better than my life, you know, because that's what we do as you get older. You know, you, as you've experienced life, then it's like you can help people through some challenges if you're walking through life and you're, you're, you're observing it. After you get to a certain age, then you experience certain things that people that are not that age are going to have to go through or or something similar. So, you know, debating on whether this works or that works, there's so many things that work. There's so many things that don't work. So you got to figure it out. You got to figure out which way you're going to follow it. You know, police officer pulls you over and said, hey, you were, you know, slow rolling through a stop sign instead of just stopping. That's his opinion, you know. Were you really slow rolling? Did you even recognize that you were slow rolling? Probably not. You know, but in his opinion, he felt like you were slow rolling. License and registration, sir. My mom did that to me a lot. License and registration, sir. Always giving me an excuse. Another instance, example two, coming in the house. Now, one thing a parent is going to go through, you as a parent, you you parents that are going to be out there. At some point in your life, your children are going to want to drive. They're going to, they're going to be excited about driving. I always use the, use an example of how you know with children, um, we want what we want. We'll sit back and say we don't know how to do this, but the stuff that we want, we will work our tails off to get it. So a lot of kids want to learn how to drive, or people want to learn how to drive. Something that we all want. There's a test you got to pass. This is what makes me understand it. All people can learn. All children can learn. All people can learn. You you will be amazed at people who are, who say they don't understand math, say they don't understand language arts, English, science. They will study that driver's manual and will not put it down and will take that driver's test until they pass it. It's the same, same type of intensity that you have to have when you're training yourself to be somebody. If you want to be a basketball player, same. You got to keep practicing. Keep If you want to be a football you got to keep practicing. And guess what? It hurts. You know, reading that driver's manual, understanding it, failing once, failing twice, failing. It, that hurts. 
It's a different type of pain. It's a different type of body pain. It's a different, different type of mental pain. But it's all, it all resides in hurt, pain, you know, disappointment, you know, those challenges. And so we learn how to fight through those challenges. We learn how to make it through those challenges. We learn how to support each other through those challenges. And so my mom, you know, she told, you know, we, we, we went there and we took the... We, we, we went and took the test. And I passed the test. So now, you know, I want to hang out with my friends. I want to, you know, take the car. So it was my first time. My mom, first time. She was like, John, John, you be home uh, before 1030. Maybe it was 11. 1030, 11. Now, I stayed downstairs in the basement. I, you know, I got my parents to let me you know, build this oasis downstairs so all my friends went after school and stuff, they can come through and we can just kick it, you know, have our little own little spot down there. My friend Ski, Coochie, Ben, Bo, all kind of, you know, got dish. I mean, everybody, you know, we just, we just hang out neighborhood guys. So my mom, you know, let, so she was like, John John, you know, she, she had just got a brand new car, you know, and she let me roll it. She said, be back. So I cracked my back door and I got excited. I'm rolling up, you know, I'm doing my thing. You think you're like the coolest guy in the world when you your first time driving and you get to pick up everybody and everybody be like, yeah, you know, you my, 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 man, you know. So I end up hanging out and I end up coming home. It was after the time I was supposed to come home. My mom, I come in the house, I sneak in the back door. My mom, DB was waiting at the kitchen table and I could see she was an emotional wreck. My dad was asleep because he had to get up and go work in the mill. Sister was asleep because she was much younger. And so I come in the house and my mom walks up to me. She was like, she was like, you had me worried. She was like, John, John. She said, come here. And I, I stood in front of her. She said, listen, I'm about to slap you in your face. And you're going to take it. Those were her exact words. Like she's standing in front of me right now. And she said, John, John, I'm going to slap your face and you're going to take it. And she slapped my face. And guys, the look in her eyes. And it was just a, you know, it was a little slap. I've been punched, you know, but at that time I've, I'm probably like 40 42 and, and, and 12 and, and fights, you know, and been punched in the face several times. But my mom slapping me and looking at her and seeing the pain in her, 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 her eyes and the tears in her eyes because she was terrified. She thought that something had happened to her son. And until you listen, guys, when your kid, it's the same thing. When, when my son started driving Oh my goodness. When my daughter started to, oh my goodness. It was like the same thing. You're just nervous because now they're driving a, a machine or they're in a machine that can, can hurt them if they don't follow rules. If they don't follow rules. Guys, it can hurt you. You know, my mom was, John John, it can hurt you if you don't go to school and try to learn the basics. 
Jose Newell's mom told me, you know, me and Jose Newell, we had a, a conversation about that, you know. Um, and again, I'll get to friends. It's going to be an episode, you know. But, you know, my mom, that was that was an example, too, you know. And, and again, obviously that has had a, a profound effect on me, you know. My mom was so influential in my life because she was my first protector. She was a protector. I recognized her as a protector. You know, like you'll get in trouble and, and a lot of you guys will know that you'll get in trouble and you here today at school. You, you know, I'm telling my mother or, you know, I'm doing just our protector. You know, they they protect us. They they also discipline us, you know, when we have to. They they say things to us, you know. Me and my sister were in the mall and and I was so devious. You know, I would tell my my I would tell my sister, hey, listen, we're getting these shoes. You know, we gotta start just acting out. So I'd be like, Ma, I'd be like, you know, Ma, we want these shoes. She's like, I don't have any money, you know, I don't have anything. And so I would tell my sister, listen, we just got you just gotta keep asking, keep asking. So my sister would keep asking, keep asking, and I would just watch. And so then I would ask, and then my mother would just be like, you know what, when we get home, because y'all not going to embarrass me like that. You know, I told you guys no, and you're going to keep on asking me. She said, when we get home, you go get the belt. But guess what? We got those shoes, but we had to take a spanking. We, we had to, it, it was a consequence for you getting what you want. One behavior begat another. Guess what? Cause and effect. Cause and effect. Hey, sometimes them beat, hey, them, them slaps, them whoopings wasn't worth it. It's like you got to weigh it. Like, okay, I ain't taking no, I'm not getting it. Nah, nah, she, she like is very impressive this week with her lashes or with her conversations. You know, she getting us a little good. You know, and it just was the way of the times. It was not, you know, I never thought my mom was trying to hurt me or she was trying to abuse me. That was not the case. What I did know is that she had grew up in a time period where when children acted a certain way, then there was going to be some consequences. And those consequences could involve you, you know, being struck. But you learn from it. You learn just like when you, when you were little and they told you, don't stick your finger in the the socket. Don't stick your finger in that socket and you got a little smack on the on the on the hand. And then you knew and you automatically start crying. But then you knew. Uh don't put your finger in that. So as you got older, you knew, you know, that we can't do this, we can't do that. The last time that I tried to use that method, and it didn't bode me well, because all of my mother's sisters, if I showed you guys a picture of my mom's sisters, they all look just beautiful. The Carter sisters from East Chicago. You know, the Carter sisters, well-renowned, just a bunch of beautiful children with great minds that took care of their families very well and, and raised their families the best of their ability. And I'll tell you, parenting is tough because there is no perfect way to parent. Get out of here. Get out of here. 
There's no way, no perfect way. Everybody's basically first child, you 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 that's your test dummy. The second child, you know, you got another sample. You know, you try to do a little bit better with that one. The third child, and then let's not even forget if 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 if, if it's a separation in the family. Now there's some whole there's a whole lot of different, you know, ingredients that you're putting in that recipe to try to make your kids successful. And, it, and, and and people can get away because you build, like, you know, uh, defense mechanisms up, you know. Oh, he wasn't in my life. Uh, he, there's a lot that goes into the reason why he or she wasn't in your life, you know. It shouldn't be like that because it should be about the kid. And people that have children should work together. But too many times we're such we're such such imperfect people. We're such such imperfect, uh, you know, specimens that sometimes navigating is a challenge until you get older. When you're young, you still have that. I'm, you know, it's about me and. You know what I believe, and and the compromise is one-sided either way. I'm just, um, you know, thinking that that's not a a good good formula. It's not a good formula. It doesn't work. And people, you know, grow up without that conversation piece or that person that could really. Stopped them from doing some things. I, I was fortunate, you know, and my mom took that responsibility. Took kids in the neighborhood to Great America. You know, let kids come spend the night, you know, um, at times when we had, when we, when we could. Um, gave us, you know, had conversations with them and gave us wisdom. Was, was a very respectful woman. You know, um, she did that. She did that for for my brothers and my sisters. She did that for people that she didn't have to. She stood tall. She lived a certain way. So I would ask my mom. My mom was, she was over lawyers. And she would, you know, um, work in this place and, and sometimes, like, We'd be home and we'd be like, we'd call her to see if we can go outside or something. And when she would answer the phone, she had this voice. And her voice was significantly, drastically different than the voice that she used at home. And she would tell me, she, I was like, why do you sound like that? And, you know, back in those days, they, you know, they would say, oh, your mom is talking like she's, you know, um, another race. Or she's talking like this. And, and we would be like. Yeah, mom, why are you talking like that? She would be like, John, John, Janae, y'all gotta, you know, you have to be professional. You have to wear the mask, you know? And I'm like, man, you, you fake, ma. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And for real, I mean, you know, but when you watch television, you see people, you know, the media, and I've spoken, you see them, they talk. Channel 5 News, you know, they emphasize their tone, <laughs> their technique is, is is trained and taught. So you're taught how to pace your words. 
and things of that nature. So it's just interesting because, you know, I again, my mom, we would call and she would we'd be like, you fake mom? She'd be like, no, you know, it's just you have to. There's a way to present yourself to your clients. And so I understood that, that when you work and when you're trying to be successful, that there's a way to present yourself. You have to learn terminology. You have to, you know, you have to, you know, be at, have the ability to listen. You know, you have to have the ability to control your emotions early. You know, you would see those things. And you would also see people, you would meet people who, who didn't do well controlling their emotions. So my mom, again, another lesson, learning, just watching, mimicking, you know. And, and some of us, we mimic the wrong things. We, we, we watch the wrong things. DB. DB laid that, she laid a track, you know, she laid a track. That's my rap song, you know, that was the beginning of my rap career right there. You know, I'm a rapper, and the first person that influenced my rap journey was DB. And she gave me permission to be in certain environments. She literally gave me permission, like, you can go do that. You can, you know, she literally, when when I had to go, you know, when, when, when I wanted things for my clubhouse and things like that, and I would, you know, go in the neighborhood, and which, which my neighborhood, GV, Gangsterville, they would tell me I'm a, they would call me Dennis the Menace of the neighborhood because, you know, I had like a crew of, of guys, I named some of them, and we would just hang out. And I wanted a clubhouse. So if you had stuff in your alley, like you throw old carpet or stuff like that, chairs, I was grabbing the chairs and taking them, you know, trying to build my build my clubhouse so we could have a place where we could just go hang out and do all that. And we did, you know. Um, that was my mom. Rock fights in the back alley against different neighborhoods, you know, and... And I'm throwing rocks, like literally, we're throwing bricks, rocks at each other. And so I'm about to throw the rock and the rock comes, hits me. I still have that scar, you know, hits me in my forehead. My, 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 my head is, my, my forehead is bust wide open. And so they take me to my house and my mom just starts screaming, oh my God, you guys have, you know, she immediately blamed it on <laughs> protection. You guys... You know, you, you, my son's eye is out. And they were like, no, I'm his boy, no, I'm his boy. You know, because I'm hanging out with older guys. Man, you know, that's, that, why are older guys just so much fun? You know, older people so much fun when you're young. Uh, they just move so fast, so much faster than, you know, and maybe that's, maybe that's exciting to people. But anyway, you know, she gets in the car, drives me to the hospital. And, you know, by then they didn't have anything to, you know, settle you down. So they're, they got to stick a needle in my forehead and give me 21 stitches. And I'm screaming like a wild animal, like a chicken, you know, like just trying to get away. And I'm just moving. And so they put a straitjacket on me. They had, and they had like six or seven nurses that had to hold me down. And, and I mean, I, I, I lost it the whole way. You know, when I got out of there, Guess who was right there waiting on me? Mom and pop. But mom came right to me and grabbed me. Comfort. 
comfort. You know, comfort, protection. Made me, she said one thing, it's going to be okay. You all right. You know, you got your eye. Bam. It was like, man, everything was all right. Just on them words, man. It's crazy. The influences that people have on you and how they gain those, you know, how they gain that influence, you know, that loyalty. I can honestly say right now that I'm loyal to my mother. My mother taught me loyalty. She taught me some foundations. She taught me loyalty. She taught me how to respect people's decisions. But there was one woman, and I'll get to that that's a little bit later because I'm going to have to dedicate a whole you know, episode to her too because in my professional life, she taught me some things that as far as being professional, this is the way you have to believe. And that's why we have to keep, you know, and I go back to my mom, that we have to keep our minds open to learning. When you're young, you're products of your environment. You know, no matter which way people, you know, they, they, they get on TV and say the parents have to. What if your parents don't have that ability? Then what do we say? Parents got to get involved. Yeah, they do have to get involved, but they can only some parents can only get involved to a certain level. It's just the way it is. Parents can only get involved to a certain level because they don't have the mental aptitude to understand you know, so you're telling them this is what they have to do. But if they've not been around those structures, they're not going to be successful in with, with, with what you're telling them. They have to see a model. We don't have a whole lot of models in certain environments. The, and then people that do have models, they're not really willing to. They're protective of their model. They're protective of their family. They're protective of their children. They're protective of the community. That That's what you, you know, so... They don't, unless you can get into those types of communities, you can't really be a part of their model. Unless you can get into those types, you can't really part, be a part of their, their, their family model. Model, M-O-D-E-L. You know, so it's, it's just, again, interesting, interesting, interesting. Just conversations. Understanding why people do the things that they do. You know? Why did I, you know, when my mom, why did, when my mom... Would never, my mom and dad, she just wouldn't let us go outside. So what? I'd had to devise a plan so I can go spend the night over my cousin's house. Man. And when I get to go over my cousin's house, man, I got to do way more stuff than I got. Stuff that I shouldn't have been doing. I shouldn't have been out at midnight when I was 12 and 13 and 14 years old. But if I spent the night over my cousin's house, I got to hang out with all these older guys. And they, the conversations they were having were way above my head. But it, but it, it programmed me to kind of want to experience some of those things. Dang, there we go. Again, DB. I have to give it up to her. And then DB chose JB. Because whenever you, you know, when you date, you know, you can't, you can give all the credit you can give all the credit to your mom. And this whole episode, you thinking I'm talking to just, but I'm really talking about both of them. Whoever, you know, whether they're your biological, your sperm donor, whatever you want to call it, man. Y'all got so many names. 
we got so many names for for fathers we got so many names for mothers you know and we we try to say they ain't had nothing to do with us you ain't even here like seriously like straight up get out of get again you know me i'm gonna be real you could you could hate people dislike people say they ain't do this say they ain't do that man you're not even here they did something they did something they got together and got you now they they still live in their life and their life is could be turmoil but if they, if, if, if you made somebody yourself, or, if, uh, or, then they did something right. They did something right. And whether you use them, I told you at the beginning, whether you use them as, as motivation of what not to do, or if they were, you know, very influential in your life, or if they taught you wrong. They influence you some kind of way. But I'll tell you this, and I tell people this a lot, you know, you can never say, some people can never say, because that person isn't the only influence you're going to have in your entire lives. So everybody's going to meet people that are going to try to to show them the right, right way, whether it's your teacher, your school system, you know, a foster parent, you know, whoever it is, a cousin, somebody's going to, you're going to meet them. But if the majority of your influences are people who are trying to influence you in in not positive ways, then that's what's going to influence you. So DB, you know, it was a double-edged sword with me because, you know, you're born in, in one environment, you live in, like, in public housing, then you finally get your own, you know, things start going well for them. Then they get, they buy their own house, but they buy saying, you know, you know, we in Chocolate City, you know, like they call Washington DC Chocolate City. I'm telling you, I grew up in Chocolate City. I didn't even have images like, you know, to see other cultures and races in my school system, like seriously. But it was just, it was amazing. My parents chose that community to, to, to live their life, to, to raise their family, you know. And in there, I saw some amazing people. I met amazing people who really don't know their full potential or didn't know their full potential because they would get caught up in the eels. You know, so you fighting all those eels and you trying to stay positive, you know, and you doing your thing. You know, and your parents are coming home. They got to go to work. And I think this is the first time when, you know, where mothers and fathers are working together. So you would be at home a significant amount of time by yourself or with cousins or uncles who had their own ideas of how, you know, they should babysit, babysit your brother, your cousin, this and that. And then, you know, they out here trying their little thoughts and things, you know, while they have an opportunity. Like challenges, life. And it's just the way it is. And you hope you don't get too confused along your path. So you start making disappointing choices. I talk about it, you know, and you're going to hear me. I'm a, you know, it's going to probably be a week. Right now it's about systems and structures and foundations. And how do we even get to the thought process of, of, of becoming successful and who's actually involved with that process. 
And that's why we just keep circling around the fire, you know. Because there was a lot of fire. There's a lot of fire. There's a lot of seeds that have been planted. You know, lots of them. And so, like I said, DB. Rolling us around. Taking care of everything. You know, paying bills. Having to take us to think about what what, what mothers have to do. They got to roll around, take you shopping. You know. They got to listen to all the nonsense. They usually taking you to practice, dropping you off or something. Then once you start getting better, then that's when, you know, Pops, he always in the picture. But until he really know that you're really good, you know what I'm saying? Or you got, you know, at the beginning, then if you're not that good, you know, hey, they still supportive for you and all that. I've seen it where parents, they don't really say too much or nothing. As soon as somebody tells you, son, they all front and center. They don't want nobody else to be in control. And everybody got to be coached. Everybody got to be coached. My mama coached me. She coached the heck out of me. And I don't get everything right. None of us do. But she did tell me, she gave me some things that I don't really try to argue with nobody. I don't, you can say whatever you want to say about me, whatever. I stay out of people's way. And I advise everybody else to stay out of people's way because people have their own ideas about people. You're not gonna change somebody's views. Well, all you can do is try your best to help them if they're willing to listen. I don't know everything, but I'll tell you this. Here's another thing that DB, John John, if you got a, you got a friend that's a lawyer, you got a legal issue, why are you trying to handle this legal issue? Why don't you just simply ask your friend that's a lawyer? But we got so much pride. <laughs> and, we, and we really believe we think we know everything. Like, that's just a thing. Or we, we, we're so jealous of somebody, we can't, you know, ask them a question where they're like an authority in that discipline because that would mean that we owe you something. It's a thing, guys. That's a thing. Owen, thinking you owe somebody something. That's a thing. DB. DB. That's a thing. Some call him mom. Some call him patriarch. No, matriarch. Some call him the first light in their lives. Whatever you call them, they serve a, a purpose. DB. You never lose, you learn.